If your life could be defined by one moment, what would it be? Would it be your wedding day? Would it be the day you graduated from college? Would it be the day of the birth of your child? Would it be the day that you lost your job? Would it be the day that you found out you had a sickness? What would be the day that defined or the moment that defined your life as it is right now? You see, as I read my Bible, I see so many different people, being defi- their lives being defined by one moment until they have an encounter with God. And then when they have an encounter with God, suddenly their life takes a whole different course and their life becomes redefined. And as we read the Gospels, we see that people have an encounter with Jesus. And there's two reactions when people have an encounter with Jesus. Firstly, the first reaction is they have a positive reaction to their encounter with Jesus. And what often happens is there is a positive outcome that happens in their life. But then we also see other people who have a negative reaction to their encounter with Jesus. And then we find that their life takes a negative turn. And when you come face to face with Jesus, or when you have an encounter with Jesus, there is always a choice to make. You accept him or you reject him. Accept him or reject him. And throughout this series, we're going to look at five different types of people who encountered Jesus. And how this encounter brought a whole new definition to their life. The first one we're going to look at today, we're going to look at when sick people encounter God. When sick people encounter God. When God created you, he made you whole. He made you whole. You were complete. You were his incredible, beautiful creation. Your appearance, your personality... The way that your emotions were, your sense of humor, your whole makeup at one point was whole. You were complete. However, as life has gone on, maybe sickness has entered your life and no longer your whole. It has taken a piece of you. And your sickness may have taken a bit of your life away from you and your life is no longer complete. All that you can focus on is this sickness that may consume your life. All you can focus on is that piece of your life that is missing. And you're thinking, I am no longer whole. There is something missing in my life. I remember when I was a kid, I used to like jigsaw puzzles. I don't like them anymore. I don't think I've got the patience for them. But one thing I used to hate is that, you know, you would, we were poor. And so we couldn't go and buy new jigsaw puzzles. So we had to go to like flea markets and things like that and get our toys and whatever. And so we'd bring like a jigsaw home, a puzzle back. It was like 20 pence, which is like 35 cents, something like that. And we, we would come bring it home. We'd put it together. And there would always be a piece missing. I mean, don't you hate that? I mean, who likes, does any of you like jigsaw puzzles? I'm like, no, you're not as lame as I was. No, I've, I've changed. I've changed. I don't like them anymore. Video games. Yeah. And... Uh, but, uh, but I would hate it, and I'd put the jigsaw puzzle together, but yet you would have this complete, almost complete jigsaw puzzle and this wonderful picture of, I don't know, like two puppies like lying down or something. But all I could focus on was the one piece that was missing. Okay, let me try another one. How many of you guys like Ikea? Yes, Ikea. Ikea is my savior. I love Ikea. 
How many of you, though, have ever been to Ikea, you bought some furniture, and you've come home, you've read the Swedish instructions, and you've put it all together, and then you realize there is a piece missing. The thing doesn't work if the piece is missing. And if I only listened to my wife, she would tell me, count the pieces before you start putting it together. But because I'm a man, I don't need to count. I don't need instructions. I just think I can put it together. But what happens is you put something together, and if there is one piece that is missing, then the whole thing is no good. And when we live this life, Sometimes sickness comes into our lives and it takes a piece of our life away. It takes a part of our life together and no longer do we fit together perfectly. And when we look at our life, no longer do we see something that is complete, that is something that is whole. We see things that are missing and we see our missing pieces. And for you, your sickness may come in the form of a physical sickness. It may come in the form of something that has happened to your physical body. But yet, your sickness may be more than that. It may be something to do with your emotions, a mental sickness. It may be something that has come in the form of your past. And, so, and your past is just eaten away like a sickness at your life. It may be even an, an event that has happened in your life. And that came, and it is like a sickness. And it is taking away a piece of your life. You may even be suffering from spiritual sickness this morning. You may be suffering from doubt. You, you may be thinking, is God real? That is a sickness. And it takes away a bit of our lives. So whatever form a sickness that, that may have come into your life, it has stopped you from being whole. And now it may eat away at your joy. It may eat away at your peace. You may feel there is no hope. And it affects your life deeply. And there was a woman in the Bible who suffered a sickness just like this. It had eaten away at her life. And a life which was once whole was now defined by a sickness. And if you've got your Bibles with you, if you want to turn to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. And we'll start reading at verse 40. It says that on the other side of the lake, crowds, were welcome, crowds welcomed Jesus. Because they had been waiting for him, then a man named Jairus, the leader of the local synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him, come home with him, his only daughter, who was, uh, come home with, with him. His only daughter, who was about 12 years old, was dying. As Jesus went with him, he was surrounded by the crowd. So as he went to this house of this man whose daughter was dying, the crowd just surrounded him. And a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe. And immediately the bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus said. Everyone denied it. And Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is pressing up against you. But Jesus said, somebody deliberately touched me, for I felt healing power go out from me. When the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Daughter, he said to her, 
Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. So this, there's this woman. We're not sure how old she is. We're not sure if she has family or not. We're not sure if she has kids or not. We're not sure about her occupation. All we know about this woman is that this woman, 12 years prior to having an encounter with Jesus, had a sickness that came upon her body. One day she woke up and she started to bleed. And she thought maybe it might just pass. It may just be something that's happening to her body. And then as, as the night went on, the bleeding didn't stop. And then she went into the next day and the bleeding didn't stop. After a few days, the bleeding kept coming. It didn't, maybe it didn't happen all the time. Maybe it was sporadic. It happened one time and then on another. But yet she did not know when the bleeding would occur. And this sickness started to take hold of her life. So that she started to consult doctors. And the Bible tells us, in, in, uh, in, in some other translations, it says that this woman, she spent all of her money finding a cure from doctors. She went from doctor to doctor, physician to physician, trying to find a cure to this problem. But yet, the bleeding didn't stop. She knew that her life had taken a different course. No one found the solution. And after weeks and after months of doctor's appointments, this woman now finds herself 12 years later dealing with the same problem, but it's probably just got even worse. This issue has consumed this woman's life. If you ask this woman before she just met Jesus, what defines your life? She would have said, this sickness. See, what happened is because she had this sickness, she was probably afraid to go out the house. She probably didn't go on long vacations because she was scared of what would happen. She probably didn't go to all the parties that everyone else was going to just in case. She probably refused to go to family gatherings. She probably took a change of clothes with her wherever she went just in case, case the bleeding started. Even a simple trip to the supermarket probably had to be carefully planned just in case she had an attack that caused her to bleed. Her life was no longer whole. It was empty because it was consumed by this sickness. This woman probably had plans. Like I said, we don't know much about her, but she probably had a plan for a career. She probably had a plan for a marriage. She probably had a plan for kids. She probably had a plan to make a difference in this life and be someone who makes a difference. But now this sickness has totally consumed her life. But then this woman meets Jesus. She has an encounter with Jesus. And in a split moment, in a split one-time encounter, Jesus changed her life forever. He changed her life forever. You know, it wasn't a long encounter. In fact, Jesus didn't even seek this woman out. She sought Jesus out. And she probably had her very last piece of energy to get through the crowds. But she knew if she just got to Jesus, then maybe he could make a difference. She probably got to her last, uh, the last uh, uh, bit of hope that she had and thought, if this man can't change me, then nobody can. And you know, when you've been disappointed long enough, eventually you become open to anything. 
And sometimes we go through periods in our life where, where we go through so much hardship and God allows it so that we open ourselves up to him. And maybe this was this woman's last bit of hope. But she fought her way through the crowds and she grabbed, she was able just to grab out and just touch a little bit of, a, of, of Jesus' robe, just a little bit of the material that, of, of Jesus' clothes. And you know what happened? Immediately at that point, the bleeding stopped. Bleeding that had not stopped for 12 years stopped in a one-time encounter with Jesus. This healing, had def- uh, this, this sickness had defined her life up until that point. But yet Jesus took this sickness away. And what follows is a conversation. And Jesus starts to tell her how her rest of the, her life is going to be. She starts to explain what's happened. And Jesus, just in a few very small words, defines her life from that on. And that encounter that she has with Jesus then plans out the course of the rest of her life. Let's see what Jesus said. In Luke chapter 8 and 48, this is what Jesus said. He says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. The word here basically translates, they, this translation translates it as well. But a more correct translation would be, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. And when you have an encounter with Jesus, Jesus takes the very thing and destroys the very thing that has, been, that has taken your life away. And he replaces it with new life, new hope, and he makes you whole. And you may be here today and something may have just destroyed your life or consumed your life. And you may feel empty. You may feel that there, there is a piece missing. If you just have a one-time encounter with Jesus, Jesus can make you whole. He can make you whole. The one thing that held this woman back for all these years was now gone. She was free. She could do anything that she wanted. She could go traveling. She could go and visit our family. She could go to church. She could just do about anything. You see, sickness will come into your life, whatever form, maybe a physical sickness. Maybe it's, 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 it's a sickness that has come, that has resulted from your past. Maybe it's something that, that just some emotions or some fear has come into your life. And it's come and eaten away like a sickness. And when it comes, it comes to destroy your life and make you incomplete. But yet, a one-time encounter with Jesus can make you whole And it can bring life back into your life. So the emptiness of maybe an abused past. The void of a sickness or the void of a shamed life that was once empty is now filled once again. Jesus in another encounter in John chapter 10 and verses 9 to 11. He said this. It's one of my favorite verses in in, in the whole Bible. I love this verse. But what he says, he says, yes, I am the gate. Those who come through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. 
My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. When Jesus says there, he says, um, he said, he said, those who come through me will be saved. Jesus uses the exact same word as what he gives to this woman. When he says that you shall be made well or you shall be made whole. The word for whole. And he says here, he says, he says that anyone who comes through me will be made whole. Will be made whole. You know, you can make yourself the greatest cake in the world. I mean, you can watch Cake Boss and you can, you know, just learn how to make wonderful cakes. But yet, somebody comes along and takes a sliver out of that cake before it's presented. That cake looks incomplete. The cake may be beautiful. It may look wonderful. But everybody's going to notice that missing piece. And you're going to notice that missing piece. And that may be your life. It may have a missing piece. And this woman, she had a missing piece in her life. That sickness had just come and taken away. But yet an encounter with Jesus made her whole. And those who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ shall be made whole. And I know the moment that I decided I would give my life to Christ. I would give my life to God. I had so much going on in my life. Different stuff going on. But I just felt incomplete. And the moment I said yes to God. And I had a God encounter. A God moment where I felt God. And God felt me. Suddenly my life started to take form once again. And I suddenly found wholeness to my life. So this woman, this encounter that she had with Jesus made her whole. We also see that this encounter gave her peace. Jesus says to this woman, he says, he said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Go in peace. The very thing that sickness takes away from us, the very thing that it steals and destroys in our life is peace. If you've ever had a family member who's had a long-term sickness, you know that there may be a lack of peace. You know when there's hurt in your life. You know when there's problems, there is a lack of peace. You know when there's an issue in your life that is consuming your life, you know there is a lack of peace in your life. And this woman had worried for 12 years. She had no peace for 12 years. She had gone through numerous uh, of sleepless nights. Fear had gripped her life. She had no peace. However, in this one time chance encounter with Jesus, her fears were destroyed. Her worry had disappeared. And her sleepless nights turned into peaceful rest. Why? Because when you encounter Jesus, there is one thing that will always happen. He will give you peace. He will give you peace. That darkness that filled this woman's life had been blown out by the light of Christ. And that darkness and that void was now filled with peace. In Philippians chapter 4 and verse Six to nine. It's a famous verse, this is. 
and we use it a lot. But listen to what it says. The Apostle Paul, he's writing to a church in, 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 a, in a city called Philippi. And he says, don't worry about anything. I'm like, that's easier said than done. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace. His peace, oh, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. As you live in Christ Jesus. God will give you peace. And when you encounter Jesus, you will experience peace. And then the way that you keep getting peace is that you live in Christ Jesus. That you live for him. That you follow him. That your lives are devoted unto him. And when you encounter Jesus in a po- and you respond in a positive way, your life becomes one that is honorable unto him. And he gives you peace. And when you have peace, once again, you gain life. And you gain hope and you gain joy. And what was once missing or void and empty is now filled in and you are once again whole. So as we close today, you may be in a place in your life where you are empty. You realize that maybe events in your life have taken away a piece of your life. You may be at a place where you just desire so much more to life. You're like, God, is there more than this? Maybe you've tried many different things. You may have even tried reading your Bible. You may have even tried coming to church. And it feels that there's still a void. And there's no change. But it's only when you encounter Jesus will that change happen. And this woman, she took a step of faith. She reached out and she touched Jesus. And when she touched Jesus, her life was changed. Her life was made whole. And for your life today, you may not even know God. You may not even have had a relationship with God. Reach out. Touch him. He will make you whole. You may have given your life to God. And you may call yourself a Christian. And you may love God. But yet, you are dying for something more. And that more is an encounter with Jesus. An encounter with Jesus. And I believe today that you have an opportunity today to have an authentic encounter with the living God. To touch Jesus and for him to make you whole. I believe God's here today. For some that may be weird. But I believe that when the people of God meet together, when people who call themselves Christians meet together, God is in the midst. And I believe God is here today, and you have an opportunity to encounter God. Remember when Jesus was walking, this woman, she was one of many thousands. And they didn't have an encounter like she did. But she was one, I'd say 5,000. Who had a life-changing encounter with Jesus. Why? Because she decided to take a step of faith. And just touch Jesus' garment. And that's all he's asking of you today. Reach out and touch 
just the hem of his garment. Touch out, reach out, touch him, and he will make you whole. Let's pray. God, this morning we, we thank you for this story. We thank you, God, that even though this woman suffered, and God, we don't understand why people suffer. We don't understand why there's sickness. We don't understand why some people have to suffer a, a checkered past or events in their lives, God. We don't understand, Lord, why sickness comes. We don't understand why there's some good and some bad in this world. But God, one thing we do understand is this, is that when we reach out to you and we touch you and we encounter you, whatever is missing in our lives is filled with your hope, with your love, with your peace and your joy. And so God, this morning, I ask, that you will fill our lives. If there are parts of our lives that are just missing, and it's like one big void, fill them, God. Fill them today, we ask in your name.